0: Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. <laughs> <taking> Surprise! <laughs> Welcome to the Coach's Cup. <laughs> I'm Sonia Green from soniagreencoaching.com.
1: And I'm <laughs> Judith Fender. I'm one of the amazing coaches with the NoBS weight loss program. And today we are
0: going to break down counterproductive behavior. And how we are often how we will often find ourselves um, in doing things, following patterns that we've been following for years that aren't working for us Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and how to get to the basic, I guess, the kind of the root How do we get
1: to the root of (laughs) (laughs) this? Wait a minute. (laughs) You're making it sound easy.
0: (laughs) I know. I know it is, right?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And telling you is easy, which we'll do over the next (laughs) few minutes. But full disclosure, this is something that I am really digging into and practicing right now. Because I think, you know, it's one of those things, if you're listening to us, then then we can assume that you care about thought work, that you've been <laughs> doing your own thought work. Otherwise, why do you listen to us? Mm, <laughs> Just real. our witty banter, probably, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, you know, this is one of those things in thought work
1: areas. That's a deeper level concept, I think. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, you and I were talking before, before we were pre-gaming Yeah, and um, I was talking about some books I wanted to reference. And I, I was really like thinking like, you know, if, if, if you don't understand thought work, if you don't know that thoughts cause feelings, cause actions, then um, I would spend some time working there before you bust open any of these books and, and try digging a little deeper, just keep, keep processing along. Mm-hmm. Um and, and then digging in deeper because you, yeah. you need to have awareness of your patterns. If mm-hmm. you're thinking to understand the behaviors you're doing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Period. And this really requires, um, a level of, you need that. I think that to, to be aware of your thinking, because getting into this kind of work requires, um, being able to really drop into your body and listen mm-hmm. to what your body is telling you.
1: Mm-hmm. You're going to need to get off autopilot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Automatic. You know, yeah. we are all, we all have that uh, wonderfully powerful habit brain that um, mm-hmm. has gotten us where we are. Thank goodness. Yeah. But oh, ne- yeah. X level shit, ladies, gentlemen, <laughs> Yeah. you have to get off autopilot and be willing to know that you're not broken. You just have patterns, period. Yes.
0: And when, when I was doing some reading for, for this episode, you know, one of the things that kept coming up, no matter who you read, no matter who you listen to, everybody talks about these patterns are usually established at some point way back in our childhood. Yeah. For yes. some reason they worked for us then at, you know, to keep us safe. We felt like, or for whatever reason they worked for us in our childhood. And so we keep going back to these patterns, even though they no longer serve us. Correct. So, you know, this is, this is some deeper level listening, I think, or work not listening, but this is some deeper level work and listening to your body as well,
1: part you know, of that. And it is thought work, right? I mean, the bottom line is, is if, if you're tapping into that 5% of your conscious brain, right. If if the habit brain is 95%, then, and you're paying attention to your patterns and you're paying attention, paying attention to your thinking, you are tapping into that 5%. Yeah. To make, to make changes. And I, you know, right off the bat, um, I'm not sure who it was I was listening to, but when they said that, per, you know, perfectionism is self-sabotage, I was like, what stop? <laughs> like That's it really right. is I'm like, holy shit, procrastination, wow. self-sabotage because it's not attainable. It's not yeah. doable. Yeah. It's an illusion. It's not real,
0: but you're thinking it is. Uh, yes. Our, our habit brain goes to that so perfectionism is, is one of the big keys if you are a perfectionist yep. then you are swimming in the lake maybe the sea of counterproductive behaviors mm-hmm. you're just deep in it for sure
1: and this makes but, me go ahead no you go ahead Well, i was gonna tell i don't mean not even get the story out right but it's something about a frog if you put a frog in um, boiling water, it'll jump out. Mm-hmm. But if you have a frog in water and you slowly turn the water up, mm-hmm. it never gets out of the water. And that mm-hmm. makes me think of, you know, what having thought work as you progress through and try to figure this out, like oh, I love that. <laughs> you've got to be able to, you know, see, because if you are swimming in it with, with your swimming story that made mm-hmm. my brain go there, but I love swimming- that. Swimming in your perfectionism and believing it's true because I, I you and I both have coached many clients Oh yeah. on perfectionism and how, you know, it bottom line doesn't serve you. No, it's no. self-sabotage. No.
0: And, and the beauty of thought work to continue your analogy, which I love is now, you know, I've been doing thought work for, for a couple of years anyway. And I will (laughs) jump into the hot water and go, whoa, can you believe I just thought that? I cannot (laughs) believe that I just had that thought. And not only that, I will say, of course, I had that thought. I'll move on. You know, once I get out of the hot water, Mm -hmm. I'll have some compassion for myself. Of course, I had that thought. I that's the thought I always go to when I'm stressed out or tired or afraid of a change that's coming, right. um, but perfectionism, yeah, is a, is a big one mm-hmm. because for some reason there's some old programming from our childhood where it seemed like that was working for us.
1: Well, you know, our little brains are just perfect little computers, perfect little, I don't even know the word, just so it's efficient solution solvers, solution yes. computers, Yes. And it just made connections, wired together, fired what fired together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if it worked once, it's going to try and make it work again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so it's understanding number one, a self, a self, uh, a counterproductive behavior is something that you're still trying to use, even though it doesn't
1: serve you anymore. And you may be thinking like, someone who, who is engaging in counterproductive behavior would probably be thinking I'm broken. Yeah. They're, they're like, they have awareness that they're doing it, but can't seem to stop, Mm -hmm. but continue to beat themselves up and blame. "I'm, I'm broken.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Martha Beck talks a lot about, these behaviors and listening to your body. Uh, and she says, actually several different people say this, but they, they say it in slightly different ways, but it all comes down to, we will make ourselves sick. And sometimes as a way, because our body uses
1: suffering to turn our brains on. Interesting. Okay. So I had heard on that running on this, that So the brain works for reward and Mm -hmm. to prevent pain. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying then is it will turn to the suffering.
0: Yes. Many times it will, we will be suffering. Now I didn't say in pain because being in pain and being in suffering are two different things, right? Well, but the brain would interpret that suffering as pain, right? Mental pain, mental pain, right? Right. But sometimes we will cause ourselves physical pain. We will make ourselves sick. So um, overeating, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, how many, how many women, especially if you talk about bingers, Uh will eat to the point of sickness. Mm -hmm. What without stopping to listen for what is causing that, what are they really crying out for? Right. Chronic pain.
1: Well, and it's dysregulation and the the inability to feel feelings.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. So,
0: uh, you know, chronic pain, that's what Martha Beck talks a lot about the uh, chronic pain, which she had suffered for, for years, but many times, that comes from not listening, right? We're not being in integrity with our, with our true values, our true selves. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are like, maybe it's a job. I think I have to do, I have to do this. I have to, I don't know, you know, whatever it is you're going for and you're going for it for um, purposes that aren't true for you. So maybe your parents told you, you had to be a doctor Mm. and now, you know, you're going, you went to school, you became a doctor and you're working all these hours and you're constantly mentally fatigued. You have chronic pain and you realize your true self doesn't want to be a doctor at all. You want to be an artist. I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, but it comes from the suffering that you're, that you're in
1: the mental suffering to yeah. match, creating physical, physical presence that matches the mental suffering. I don't yeah. want to, to get your attention. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Gay Hendrix talks about that too. Um, he talks about um, making yourself, he talks about people who get in car accidents. Oh shit. Yeah. When, or, you know, or they fall and break their arm. Um, and you know, this isn't every time there, obviously there are car accidents that are, that are not subconsciously created, but he talks about working with clients who, um, have something that they're just really dreading something that they don't want to have to deal with. And, uh, and suddenly, you know, they somehow incapacitate themselves to avoid that.
1: Well, it's interesting because one of the, as you're saying that, I think about um, you read often like people who are depressed, Mm -hmm. you will see on the list of things like having more accidents, you know, like, because, and I always equated it to just, just so well, it's the same. It's so checked out. So just Exactly. Connected from the mind and body yes. that creating pain and sense would connect the body back to the brain because at least then they would be in the same page. Exactly. Pain. And so, pain. yeah, a lot of these things
0: happen because we aren't paying attention. We're checked out. Checked out. Autopilot. Yeah. Because we think we can't deal with it. I mean, how many clients have you coached who they think they can't deal with their pain. They think they can't deal with their feelings.
1: Well, are just so wrapped up in life. I mean, we are in a, we're going to say it, we're in a fast-paced world right now mm-hmm. and, and, and mama's doing all the things, bringing home the bacon, fried it up in a pan type mentality, but that having that moments, those moments to be connected with yourself mm-hmm. just checking in and what you're thinking and what you're feeling in the moment. Yeah. And, and so many like just on the journey to figure that out. Right.
0: Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be this, you know, I, I need to take half an hour to stop and meditate. It no, no, It no. doesn't have to be that at all. So if you're listening to us and you're thinking, I, it is a fast paced world and I don't have time to do one more thing. How do you do that during the day, Judith? How do you check in
1: with yourself? Oh, I, I just check in. It takes, Five seconds. Mm-hmm. Just be present with myself in the moment. You know, it's mm-hmm. commonly called like a form of grounding, right? I, I like to say, "Where are my feet?" I notice my brain is thinking ahead. Oh, come back, come be with your feet, mm-hmm. Judith. Yeah, it's just that simple. Yeah, get things done.
0: Yeah, I I am uh, also listening to a book. Um, hmm, I wasn't prepared to bring this up, so I can't. I, but it's on self compassion. Uh, I want to say her last name is Neff.
1: Oh, I have her book too. I can't think of Kristen Neff. Neff. Does that. Yes, sound Kristen right? Neff. It is. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. On self-compassion. And it is fantastic. Um, that's I, I'm reading three different things right now. So <laughs> they all kind of go together. But one of the things that I have started doing, she has these, um, I forget what she calls them, but moments that I just check in and I even do this in the car and I will physically touch myself. I'll put my hand on my chest and say, I am safe. Yep. I am at peace. Uh, and you know, I, I go through several of these things, uh, I I don't remember the other one right now. Like I said, I wasn't I wasn't prepared to talk about it's this. Kind one. of that, like right now, it's like showing the brain like everything's okay. yeah We we are in the moment, and
1: yeah.
0: yeah, just checking in. And that especially if you know if you feel your body tensing up or you feel um, that moment. Have you ever had a moment where? You suddenly get this dread that washes over you. Kind of like when you were a kid and you did something wrong and you knew, you know, and you don't really know why it's there, but there's something in incongruence with your body and mind. Usually, you know, it's some of that old programming. You feel like you're going to get in trouble and you're not exactly sure why. And, you know, even in those moments when whatever the feeling is, I will just take a moment and ground myself that way. Yeah. I I am safe. I am at peace. And, you know, your brain listens to that
1: and your body responds. Right, And, and just coming, coming back to the breath when you're doing this, because yes, breath is always going to be with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, <Yeah. look. laughs> when the breath is gone, so are you, but as yeah. long as you're breathing, you're fine.
0: And you can <laughs> control that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can count it. You know, I'll do some deep breaths too. Yeah.
1: There's so uh, much, uh, there's circular breathing. There's four square breathing. There's, I don't know, four, two, two, four. Yeah. There's four, there's, seven,
0: eight there. is the one that I usually do. Okay. And that's, but you know, there, like you said, there's all kinds.
1: Yeah. You find what works for you. Yes. And but it starts, you know, it starts just by being curious, mm-hmm. right? Just try something. Yeah. Yeah. To
0: get you out of that. So, uh, Perfectionism is one of those counterproductive behaviors. Procrastination is another counterproductive oh behavior.
1: Yeah, boy. <laughs> what do you want to say about procrastination? Wow. Wow. Um I don't know. I might be, I might be in that boiling water. I don't know. Um, it is probably I remember being a perfectionist, especially in um in college. Mm-hmm. And I, every now and then will have perfectionistic tendencies and I really, I don't even know what I say to myself anymore. I just, I just don't even go there. I just accept what is just practicing, accepting what is, but procrastination again, it's just going to be my brain making, making up a big old story. That's not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause once I get going, I'm fine.
0: Yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, procrastination was one. Um, if if my mother is listening this week, she's probably going, "Well, that's Sonya," <laughs> because in college, I uh, I was the, I you know I used to say I was the procrastination queen, and I have gotten so far away from labeling myself that way, it doesn't even feel right to say it anymore. But I would put off. Like I, and I would say, well, you know, writing a paper, I would say my thoughts have to have to simmer. And there is some of that that has to happen. I do have to have time to think, but guess what? I would start a paper. Like I knew exactly how long it took me to write a specific page length and I would turn it out. And I mean, there were times when I printed it out and ran it to class just in time.
1: Yeah. I would tell myself, well, I work better under pressure. Yeah. That crunch time, because if I had oh my to write a paper, what the hell?
0: We should, do, we should do a whole, a whole episode on that lie that mm-hmm. we tell ourselves. I work better under pressure.
1: Yep. Oh, that I, I might even still buy into that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. It feels productive. I knock yes. stuff out. Woo. feel mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. 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 Um, that one's like, I'm a great multitasker. Those two, they go, they go together. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh. so procrastination is a counterproductive behavior mm-hmm. and it's typically because you don't want to do something.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's just your brain's telling you a story. You know, I was coaching uh, one of my clients a few weeks ago. And she was talking about this procrastination and I was, and, and overwhelm. It started with overwhelm. And I was like, well, what do you not want to do? Cause she was so overwhelmed. And she's like, I've just got so many things to do. I said, no, 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 wait. What are you not doing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is that thing that's sitting out there that you are not doing right now mm-hmm. that you're procrastinating on? And she goes, I've got to clean the cat box. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. That's what it was. And she did want to do it. uh uh-uh. And she had built up this. I mean, and it was it was a story. You know, she had the whole as we do, because we are so good at that. And, you know, after we had a good laugh at it, I was like, you know what? I need to clean my cat box too. We're gonna get off this call and we're both gonna go do it.
1: <laughs> do it, get it
0: done. And we're going to move past that, but usually there's one thing clogging up our pipeline with procrastination. There's one thing we just don't want to do. Yeah.
1: Usually for me, it's thinking of <laughs> procrastinating. It's going to require some, some focus time, some sitting down. And and I just have all these stories. I'm like, oh God, I got ADHD. I can't sit here. This is oh and you know what? That works with the
0: perfectionism because your mind tells you, you know, it's not good enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I do it at the last minute, then I have an excuse for I'll it not being good enough. I, I I had to do this at the last minute. It's not great. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How many well, if I make a
1: C on it. At least I got it done. That's right. I'll take I, a C I couldn't do any better. I didn't. But you know, I think what we really need to highlight, even as we are exchanging our banter over this, is there are patterns, and as you, the yes. listener, hear us talk, you will identify yourself and note you have patterns, just like Sonia. Not like the procrastinator has patterns, very similar. Yes. The the overwhelm, all of these create patterns for you. Finding your patterns will help you eliminate or work through
0: self-sabotage. And that is where coaching can be so useful because, you know, we get in overwhelm or we get in perfectionism and we don't even see what the issue is, but because we all follow the same patterns, I can say, what are you not doing? Right. What is that thing that's holding you back? Yeah. And you can go, Oh,
1: I need to clean the cat box. Hmm. Truth right there. We, we, cause we live it. And yeah. it, and as a coach, like we are just, <clears throat> it's so easy to hear what someone else is going through. Like it, yeah. it's, easy, um, because we're, we're trained for that and we do that our self-coaching and, um, and we're we're too busy
0: suffering we are too busy like in the hot water
1: (laughs) yeah in the hot water
0: yeah yeah that that brought up um another another thought i'll have to get that back in just a minute but um so if you are dealing with counterproductive behaviors And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we brought up perfectionism and and procrastination as, as those, but there are so many counterproductive behaviors. Those are kind of broad categories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are some smaller everyday things Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we do, Um, you know, not taking care of ourselves, not getting enough rest. That's, that's a big one. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And our bodies react to that. Our minds try to push past it. But we, it usually, you know, that's one that you see that that's one that will definitely bring up a physical illness. If we don't stop and listen to our bodies, if we're not getting enough rest,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, that can definitely have physical Agreed. repercussions. Agreed. What other ones can you
1: think about? Mm. Well. Um, You know, I think about those foundational things like not, not eating enough, Mm -hmm. eating too much, tired, um, eating the wrong kinds of things. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So many times when we're not connected to our bodies, we have these cravings for things that aren't going to, they aren't going to serve us.
1: Mm, I want to share. So this past weekend, um, No BS had a self sabotage weekend. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a huge. not want to say huge, but in COVID terms, this was a huge retreat. There were over a hundred oh, women yeah. there, <clears throat> and I um, was, you know, at the right place at the right time to help a, a member work through um, a story she had been carrying around for years. And she had been a professional teacher and had not told her family and like this I'm talking like like 10 15 years of holding on to this story and it was like a lie and a truth like she wasn't living her truth yeah and and holding back but you'd said something that triggered this story in my, my brain because oh she said that she, by by not, Speaking her truth, Mm and being in alignment with herself, that she was seeking something to create that full feeling that she desired. And it was not food, but it was in fact, living her truth that would create the fullness because she was in denial. She was not owning her whole story. She was holding back and and not living in to her best life. Yeah. To herself. But it was, it was a beautiful thing. I'm gonna tell you, it was a beautiful thing for her to witness that. I, that, that is one of the, that is
0: one of the things that I'm just really working on now because I, and I think I, I am pretty good at living my truth now. I have, (laughs) I've had some self-destructive behaviors along the way to get there. And it's, it's still a journey, but I think that's why I'm so interested in it because we are so good. We think we're so good at deceiving ourselves, those around us. We push these things down. We don't call them what they are Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then they blow up in our
1: faces. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, that's a pretty big that is that's that creates that again in a similar fashion that disconnect between the mind and the body yes as it's holding on to that lie and a truth yeah and not 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 connected in the story because the brain is like it doesn't know what to feel doesn't know mm-hmm. what to do yeah
0: yeah i remember um when i was um in counseling um a couple of years after after my divorce, and well, a couple of years after my separation, we were actually going through the divorce process, but the marriage had ended, and I was starting to think about you know what new relationships would look like because I went into my first rela- my first marriage um, for all the wrong reasons. Like I did not have a lot of self awareness. Mm. And I remember, um, my counselor saying, you need to create a checklist of all the things that are important to you in a relationship. Mm. You know, what do you want in another person? And I was like, what? Yeah. I get to choose. I, I thought, you know, if, if somebody liked you and wanted to be with you then you were just like okay and you figure out how to make it work and you know I laugh at that but I had never stopped to take that part of me apart what do I need and it was it was fun to you know sit down and think about well what do I want in the perfect partner Mm. and you know I, I I found that list um The other day, it was, it was in an old computer file and I brought it up and it's funny, but you know, my husband pretty much, he doesn't check off every box, but he checks off the majority of them. Nice. And it, it's just, you know, it's interesting how we deny our truths and we think it's going to be okay.
1: And it's not. No. Mm -mm. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm I wanted to give a a shout out to one book. Sorry, as you were saying that, because what I hear is values, right? Yes. That what you value matters. Yes. And um, so Dr. Judy Ho, I'll give a shout out to her um, stop self-sabotage this book. um, I have listened to the audio and I went down the YouTube channels and I have listened and watched most, most of her videos about self-sabotage and she has, um, information on her website where you can go through and do some checklisting mm-hmm. and figure out your type. And she has a value card system you can print out. She s- suggests playing solitaire with yourself and figuring out your val- values. And again, so that's Dr. Judy Ho H O. Follow uh, her on Instagram too. She's um she's she's just so generous with so much information, and she's like y'all. No, she plays the piano, she sings, she's got like three PhDs in all kinds of things. And she used to be on one of those crime shows. She was the forensic psychologist that like talked about the people who, what the profile of who would uh-huh. be a murderer. And she's on the show, the doctors. Okay. She's, beautiful. she's an Asian woman, huh. Um, very, very attractive and so smart. So. I, you know, values are, are the key. I think that's,
0: you know, whether, whether we call it living in integrity with ourselves, it all comes down to what are our values. And they all, you know, Brene Brown talks about values a lot. We've talked about that here before. Um, but yeah, figuring out what are my values. That's what I was doing when I was creating the checklist. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we can do it for, for our relationships. We can do it for friendships. We can do it for our careers, Mm -hmm. but we need to be figuring out. We can do it, you know, raising our children.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: For sure. 100%. And we've got to know those things. And maybe that seems obvious to people, but I think it's intentional. It is. We
1: get to be intentional, which just comes full circle to this whole thing. Yeah. Purposeful living, being present with yourself, living your truth. I think many times
0: people think that they, their values have to be what everybody in, you know, we have cultural values. Sure. We have familial values. Mm -hmm. And I think many times we think that we have to attach ourselves to whatever our in-groups values are. Maybe we need to examine our values and make sure we're in the right in-group.
1: Well, you know, maybe we should do that for personal homework in our next... (laughs) Our next podcast could be on values. I'm going to print out. like Again, she, she just had so many free resources on her website that it, I mean, why not use them? I don't know where else. Yeah. To find things like that, value cards. We just do that. Oh, so, dear listeners,
0: you're right. getting some homework. And so, uh, yes, call For to action. action. Right there. Let's start making a list of what your values are. You know, whether it's, Relationship values, whether it's um, career values, whether it's just your daily living. What is your purpose? Figuring out what is your purpose? And then we can can talk about those values. But if you aren't living into those, then you are probably experiencing some counterproductive behaviors,
1: some self-sabotage. So on her website, I'm just going to get again... We can all go there and come back. She has a quiz on self-sabotage. She has self-sabotage activity downloads. And that's where you will find the um, the values cards. Awesome. Uh-huh. All right. Dr. Judy And
0: then we'll come back next week and we'll talk about some values. Let's do it. All right. I love that. <laughs> Anything else? Oh
1: get it done today Sonia let's do it
0: check in do not forget to check in with your body during the day and anytime you can be walking down the hallway you can be driving your car you can be whatever
1: (laughs) I know I go off on random tangents but you know every time you say that because this is this this is pertinent to my life right now you know how we get the the lesson from our um our gynecologists to do our kegels at the stoplights. That's what we check in. Yeah. Yeah. Do your emotional kegels, if you will, check in with yourself at the stoplight, you know, or set a timer on your phone for every hour. Check in. What am I thinking? What am I feeling right now? Mm -hmm. Is this how I want to be thinking and feeling?
0: Because you get to decide folks. Mm -hmm. Don't waste another minute. Not, not making those decisions. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I am Sonia Green from soniagreencoaching.com. If you are looking for your own personal coach
1: and you are, and I am, hold on one second. <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> I am Judith Fender, but hold on. We got a new, uh, I got a new, 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 uh, Oh, it's well- Oh yeah. Well, anyway, I'm with the no BS weight loss program and we have a free, I'll have that together next week. That's my personal call to action. I can't keep up with the, um, the call lines right now or the, if, if you line. look up no BS or yeah, losing 100 pounds with Korean,
0: you can get to that free course and it is great. It is awesome. Yes. yes. Um, and we would ask that if you don't mind, if you love listening to the coaches cup every week, go to iTunes or Google Podcasts and give us a five-star review. We are building up those reviews. Our listeners are are growing. We see the numbers. We see you downloading our podcasts every week, but give us a review and that'll bump us up in the listening so that other people can find us as well. Right, right. So So, when you're checking in, Check in with us and give us a review while while you're thinking about it. All right. Well, we'll be back next week and we're going to talk about some values. Right. For sure. All right. See you then.